Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and beyond, the binary, and my Sask Lulers, uh, my patron papes, uh, what do you say we keep the show? You you are the ones that keep the show going, patrons. That's like, a, I don't know what that is, but it's time for the show. Thanks, patrons. And tonight's episode of Sleep With Me was also made possible with the hard work of Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Studios, who edited this episode, did the theme music, Carl W., uh, who edits some episodes, Jonathan Mann, who's on our lullabies, Kenny Scotty, and Jennifer Honor, 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 our work. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter. Uh, you could listen to the show on the smart speaker, you know, just say, hey, smart speaker, play this Sleep With Me podcast and tune in and then set a sleep timer if you wish or play it all night. And listeners have their own Facebook group. And I want to thank the moderators over there. Uh, Stacy, uh, Sarah, uh, Laura, Keith, uh, Julian, Jennifer. And uh, what do you say? We keep this show going. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings that are coming up, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in routine or travel, uh, work schedule, or stuff uh, like uh, past, present, or future thoughts. Uh, did I say that? Because that's definitely what does me uh, turn for the thingamajig. Hardens the old pillow, as we say around here. I mean, I've never said that till now, but uh, it's time for sleep. Did I say it's time for sleep? How's the episode? All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, the rest of the way. I'm going to do the rest of the way. I'm going to just create a safe place where I can set aside. Oh, I'm going to try to uh, create a safe place uh, to, to, yeah, to, to distract you from whatever's keeping you up. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. Uh, distra- you know, I'll be distracted. I'll go off on uh, goose chases, and my goose will, will not be gotten because the phrase is getting the goat. Getting the goat sounds like you won something. I guess if somebody got your goat, as they said, if someone got my goose, I wouldn't be happy about it. But if I, like, uh, let's come back to that. That's another, you know, collection of words we could explore. Uh, but really, I'm here to, to, to be your friend uh, to, to keep you company, if you're new, to earn your trust, to, to say, hmm, what is this thing? Who is this strange person? And yeah, here I'm here to play the role of your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your, your partner in the deep dark night if you want to get, you know, if you want to come up with something new, uh, your boar partner. And what, am I, what I propose to do, if you're new, here, here's a few things. I'm going to try to put you to sleep with uh, lulling, soothing tones and pointless meanders in a bedtime story uh, of bare coherence, uh, maybe. And you don't need to listen to it. You can only barely pay attention or kind of pay attention, or you can pay attention. I'll be here for the whole time. You're also under no pressure to fall asleep because the shows are about an hour, so you have plenty of time. And I'll be here... Uh, talking and wondering and trying to remember what I was going to talk about. Uh, 
I don't know. I thought I said something. Did I say something about a, like a naked? I said naked something, but it was not a, or I said bear something. But then I was thinking about getting a goat. Structurally, the show, if you're new, it starts off with about four minutes of business. That's how we keep the show free is the sponsors and listener support. And, and then we have some business between the intro and the uh, story. Uh, what was my other point? I, I already forgot. Uh, it's, it's the intro and the story. Oh, so structurally show. It starts off with a few minutes of business. Then there's an intro, which I'm in. That's about 12 to 14 minutes. It's a show within a show uh, to get you ready for bed. You know, you could brush your teeth during it. You won't miss it too much. Or you could get, you know, start you know, puffing the pillows, calling the pets in or saying, hey, get out of my bed, pets. Uh, you could get comfortable. You could turn out the lights at that point if you've already used But some people turn out the lights and press play. I have been saying that for like 600 episodes. So it's kind of worn in. Even though people, every once in a while, somebody email me and say, hey, shouldn't you press play and turn out the lights? I say, well, it's too late. That, that pathway is worn. You can't do anything about that. Yeah, but the intro is about 14 minutes of me demonstrating my qualifications for making a, a senseless sleep podcast. And to say, like, after two or three intros, you say, oh, okay, now I get it. Scoots has been there. Yeah, I've been there sleepless, tossing and turning ever since fifth grade. My thinker's been overdoing it, working overtime, uh, of thinking of stuff and calculating uh, stuff to just keep me up. I say, hey, why don't you think about this? Here's an unpleasant thought you could think about for the next few hours. And I say, thanks, I just want to go to bed. Well, how about this unpleasant memory? Oh, remember this in memory? Well, let's contrast it with, and I say, okay, well, I just want to go to bed, please. Uh, and the only thing that I found that helped me was uh, Dr. Demento, the radio show, Weird Al, and a collection of comedy songs. Never put me to sleep, but it took my mind off of that rigmarole. Uh, so I'm here to take your mind off stuff, but then you say, well, this is not his, he's no Weird Al. He's got the weird part down, but he doesn't have a sense of the polka or any of that other stuff, or that beautiful hair, or those nice shirts, or all the other trappings of being, being, being weird Al. So, yeah, you could say, well, I'm comfortable falling asleep, and I'd say I'm comfortable with that too. So there's, that's the intro, and then there's a bedtime story. Tonight will be kind of a trending uh, bedtime story about skywriting, Bare, barely. But the skywriting doesn't happen until... Uh, uh, you know, I don't know when it happens. More me talking on a CB. Uh, so I'll be here. I'll be here for like an hour. And then the show ends with some thank yous. So, so that's the structure show. Like I said, you don't really need to listen, but you can. Because if you can't sleep, I'm here till the very end to keep you company. Uh, but you know, you say, like, when when you think about storytelling, a lot of times people say that the antagonist uh, is the hero of their own story. When you have a movie or a, like a book or even a podcast, uh, a lot of times the antagonist, uh, they view themselves as the hero, uh, their, their version of it. And a while ago, I did an opening intro about getting, if my goose got gotten, I, I didn't realize it was getting your goat. I thought it was getting your goose. And I said, please don't do that. Don't go out in the world and get people's gooses or goats now, I'll say, because it would be it would be a bummer if you had a goose and it got gotten or a goat, you'd say, man, you wouldn't even say that stinks. I'm sure you'd use much more colorful language. 
and you'd want your goose back. And I even used the thing. I said, some super rich person would even miss their their goose or their geeses. Uh, but let's flip the script, as they say, and imagine uh, a world where it's okay and someone has gotten a goat, a, you know, a young person. Maybe they're in uh, middle school, and they get home. And they say, you know, they, like, just like if, if you, you know, j- just like a parallel world where kids would in science fairs and art fairs and uh, whatever the heck, you know, sports stuff, uh, you know, not, you know, they get more than the participation thing. They say, this one's for the, your go-getter chasing that ball around and catching that stuff. Oof, you're, you're like, uh, you know, when kids get home from that kind of stuff and they say, look here, it's third place in the arts, art fair. And you always say first place in my heart. Uh, that's what that's the right thing to say, by the way, or some sort of version of that. You keep your opinions. To, you keep your art opinions for, for you know for the internet or whatever. Uh, but let's pretend we live in a world where uh, we're raising our children to go get other people's goats. Uh, just pretend it's a pretend. It's a thought experiment. And this child comes home, and they've gotten someone's goat or a goose. You know, if you prefer, got they got you got their goose or you got their goat. And imagine the joy of the child coming in. They say, "Mama, Papa, I've gotten the goat." Uh, doesn't it feel good? Isn't that empowering? Uh, I mean, in a reverse world, obviously, we say you say, "Okay, well, you shouldn't be going out." In our world, you say, "Don't go out there and get anybody's goat or goose." Metaphorically. If figuratively or definitely not literally, you know, in this world is a different value system. And everyone would say, yippee, 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 you've gotten a goat. Congrats, Junior. What a lass you are. You've gotten a goat. Great job. Uh, and everyone maybe would dance around. And they say, you know, maybe sing a song or, ch- you know, you've gotten a goat. So something to that like the chorus would be. Maybe, yeah, something where you shake your hips, uh, like a conga line about getting the goat. Even the goat would be in the conga line. And in this world, it's even more special because then the goat probably gets to live in, in luxury. So they all carry it up to the master bedroom, which is reserved just for when the goat is gotten. And maybe it's good luck or something. Like people out there in the uh, in the alternative world, they say, my goat got gotten. I don't know where the heck it went. I just am like a frowny face emoji. And if they only knew that in this world, the gotten goat is, uh, you know, in bed, they say we got in this world, we have 400 channels of goat based entertainment, you know, goat, uh, you know, directed programming for goats, by goats, about goats, and even a couple of zygotes, if you don't mind me throwing in, you know, and then an unfunny comedy channel, you know, that'll get your goats. A game show, you know, goat game shows and, you know, anything else that goats are into. They might say, well, actually, I like Star Trek, but uh, we got uh, we got four different channels of Star Trek, my dear goat. You know, can I wax your horns uh, or oil? Would you prefer me to wax your horns or oil them? Well, you only have nubs. Same thing. I'd be more than pleased. Uh, uh, you know, we have furminators for dogs and we have... Uh, uh, we, do, we actually here in our house, we think we, you'd like to be rubbed with a Brillo pad because you're so Brillo-y. Oh, my sweet, sweet goat. We're so glad we've gotten you. And we're going to massage your hooves because we know you've been, you know, hoving around. 
we're going to lo- rub your cloven feet with cloves. If, if you have cloven feet, I don't, you know, to say, well, that's the difference between a goat and a ram, by the way, Scoots. And I'd say, well, la-di-da, uh, you got my goats. Uh, so that would be wonderful. And you'd see, you'd, you'd be filled, that kid would be, I think it's imbuient or whatever. I don't know what the word is, but when you feel uh, uh, buoyed, uh, you, you feel good inside. You see, I got the goats. Uh, and now my under our eaves is an our goat. Uh, that's, you know, we're going to give it a good home. And it's going to live in luxury for the rest of its days. Yes, somewhere out there, in a, you know, we're worthy antagonists in the other world. Somebody's saying our goat got gotten. And you probably have a painting. You probably have another room, like with paintings of that family that did such a great job raising the goats. You know, you do a you know, leave things for them, like uh, like light candles and leave little treats for each member of the family for doing such a good job, you know, raising the goat so it could be to the point where it got, got and brought into your world and, uh, you know, living the good life. The goat, you know, living large, living living goat, goat full life. You know, goat, 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 goat gotten and fancy free is no one's ever said either. So what was my point? Oh, my point is that I tend to go on tangents and I try to trend to try to distract you. Just like, a, you, you know, it may take some trust building to get a goat, to get the goat, and then to get the gotten goat to, to accept a new life of, uh, you know, they say, well, we're going to buff, you know, I'm going to buff, I'm going to buff your hooves now, goaty poo. The goat at first might be like, what in the heck? And you might say, well, just watch the tube. We got plenty of, you heard of Caesar Milan? Yeah, we got Caesar Milan and a herd of goats walking around together. Goat pack, they call it. And actually it's called goat pack Milan uh, in Milan with the goat pack walking around Milan. It's great. So just watch it. And I'll be here, and and that would take the goat. The goat say, "Hmm, yeah, I'm a little. It's a little strange to live in a world where I'm treated like a queen or a king, but I, I guess I'm distracted by this TV show with a goat pack in uh, in Milan. And I don't. I don't. I get used to this. You know, maybe the goat would fall asleep watching that show. Maybe not. I don't know how action packed it would be. I don't know what they would do. Would they go shopping? Uh, I don't know, in a, in, in a goat, ba- in this alternative goat world, do goats still have the reputation of, like, eating tin cans and stuff like that? I don't know. I guess it, I'll have to talk to the program director. But here's what I'll say to you, human, is did I take your mind off stuff to distract you for a little bit? Uh, I hope I did. I make this show because I do, do, do believe you deserve a good night's sleep. I can't talk clearly or think clearly. What I can do is be here because, uh, as I've said, I've been there. And I'd like to bring a little levity to bedtime uh, to get to, if there's a goat keeping you awake, I'd like to get that goat and take it, get us distracted and say, hey, well, look at me. It's a goat game show, you know, goat, the goat game show channel, the GG, uh, GGC or whatever channel. We, I don't know what we'll call it. Uh, but my main message is I'm glad you're here and, uh, give the show a few tries. It takes a few tries for most people to see, you know, realize, uh, that there's no making sense, any of this, uh, but it's just here to help. It's not here 
you know, I'm not here to force anything on you or whatever. Uh, so give it a few tries and see if it helps. You know, I work very hard and I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. So I want to thank you for coming by. And uh, before we get on with the show, uh, here's, uh, uh, you know, how we keep the show going. Uh, hey, everybody, it's uh, Scoots here. It's time for a trending episode. Uh, trending tu- It's actually a trending Tuesday episode for me. I'm recording it on a Tuesday. And you know what's in the trends internally is that recently, I know I did a, a intro about a skywriter. And I totally, like I said, I, I'm going to write a book about that. And then I forgot, of course, the book title. I filed it away in book titles I'll never remember, uh, which is like one of many uh, Jeopardy categories about me because, you know, that's what I'm about is my, my egos running the show. You know, things I'm worried, I'll take things I'm worried about for 500 books I've never written and do, like it. And do truly don't, well, I couldn't say truly don't attend to. I'm going to have to take a quibble. Alex, uh, Alec, where do I take a quibble with, uh, taking a quibble with Alec uh, for 500, Alec? Uh, what is Alex? Uh, was, it, was that a daily double? Thanks. Uh, what other Jeopardy categories would there be about me? Uh, like, uh, um, I think that would be a cat. That was actually a category. I'll take that for 300, Alex. Uh, other Je- Jeopardy categories about me? Ooh, uh, well, mostly they're you know, like things, things I'm worried about. Uh, regrets. Uh, like I did just did. A, did you hear that episode out, Alex? Uh, Alex, Alex, uh, I, I know, I know it, but I don't know it. it also, uh, I don't think, it, I, I don't know why I can't remember it. Uh, but well, mostly because I would be embarrassed to call you Alex Trebek when it's Alec. Uh, but it's uh, but uh, so I just just hedging my bets in case I'm on a show with categories about me. But yeah, one category would be uh, books. Uh, what about release years for gingerbread press books I haven't written? That that would be a category I could agree with you on. Uh, Mosa Trebek. Yeah, like I could agree in that. I'd say 2026 uh, yeah, would be the year I love to love plants. Uh, yeah, uh, year plants and plant plant based uh, embrace. You know, that's that, that that's uh, no. What is? I'm sorry, I forgot what is. Uh, so I dropped the ball on that one. Anyway, I got to get out of here because I'm in the middle of a podcast intro, believe or not, not an intro podcast episode, or right? just has had just has begun trending twi- uh, a trending Tuesday, trending Twitter Tuesday episode. Alex, uh, what is re- this moment right now? Exactly, uh, yeah, five hundred. Uh, what is? Uh, I don't know. There was one about uh, like uh, one about the game. Uh, with shoots and ladders, but I can't remember what it was called. No, there, I've never done an episode. You appear in a lot of episodes, but I've never done an episode about Jeopardy. But I am in a bit of Jeopardy, like because uh, of that word. Uh, have you listened to Weird Al's uh, Hamilton uh, thing? Because you wrote a song about you way back in the day. And uh, okay, I'll get back. To, I don't think I'll be getting back to you, but uh, I got to go. Oh boy! Somebody put a, you might you might as well put him in the OBE or whatever. Put a crown on his head because mo uh, 
Anyway, so I'm back. Sorry about that. A little appearance on Jeopardy. But it recently I t- talked about a sk- it was like skywriting, a skywriter. I don't think it was called the Lonely Skywriter because that's not enough. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes they say when you put, st- like, uh, watch what you, I think my Nana used to say this, watch what you put in the universe. Uh, don't put that, in, like, uh, don't put too much of that in the universe. She might have been talking about uh, soda and my glass, uh, but it, 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 she put it, like, uh, she might have been putting, meant putting universal energy into the universe, too. And I said, yeah, Nana, I'm putting soda-based uh, energy in the universe. But then, uh, so this is like kind of like a Travel Tuesday, Trending Tuesday episode, because I was out walking, as most so many of my episodes start. And I was walking on the waterfront. Uh, just stroll. I was strolling with purpose. I, I, I stroll with purpose, even though I don't have a purpose, believe it or not, even if I didn't know I was going and then I heard somebody calling to me, hey, hey, and I said, that's a, that's a, like the uh, least effective way to get my attention. I mean, I'll know you're there. And I, I said, just keep your eyes straight ahead, Scoots. Uh, you don't, no, you know, nothing good ever came out of hay. It, you know, for you, you never, you know, had any roles in the hay. And you've never made hay while the sun is shining. And so the only thing you could do is eat hay like a horse. So just keep moving like a horse. You keep trotting. But then they said, hey, podcaster. And I couldn't help it because uh, it's so rare. I shot my head in that direction. And I saw what could only be described as a woman having a picnic, uh, uh, except that uh, she also had aviator glasses on, a uh, whatever those a white scarf, a silk scarf, as I would later learn, and uh, the that kind of thing, like a leather uh, a pilot's cap, or I don't know what you call it, with the the uh, sunglasses that come down, or the goggles. I guess flight goggles is what they're technically called. In a flight suit, uh, matching the scarf. Uh, which could also, I, I said to, I said uh, later, I'd say those could double as pajamas. I said, yeah, if I didn't have my clothes on underneath, and I said, oh boy, we slow it down here. Uh, but I was just kidding anyway. But uh, they could have, I guess, this zipper. Like uh, this is a tangent, but um, do, do, has has any pajamas? Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, those kids' pajamas have zippers. And I know there's grown-up onesies nowadays, so those have zippers, too. They do have the zipper thing where it folds down, and then you put the little button thing over the zipper. So, one, it doesn't unzip, and two, you don't poke anything with the zipper thingamajig. Uh, But uh, anyway, so so this was a a woman uh, having a picnic, ostensibly dressed as a pilot, and I said, are you talking, you know, I did the old, you, do you mean me? And she said, yeah, podcaster, get over here. And I said, what perchance, what podcaster perchance do you think I am? And she said, you're the dull, you're the dull one. We we need to talk. And I said, well, do, would a Carol King send you? And she gave me a knowing smile. And I said, okay. And she had a picnic, and she said, I figured I'd introduce myself with a picnic uh, and uh, break the ice, uh, literally. And then she started breaking up ice into two glasses, had some bubbly water, uh, 
that was a good move for a picnic, I guess, because uh, then the water was ice cold. And she had one of my favorite dishes for picnics, uh, fried chicken with hot sauce that you can put on it, uh, cold, and brie and baguettes. Uh, and so my guard was down right away. Even even my hay guard was down, clearly, because I sat down on this blanket. And we started, she said, let's eat first and then we'll talk. And I said, well, I'm not good at, I'm good at eating, not good at talking. I'm good at rambling, but not conversation anyway. So, uh, yeah, I said, well, why don't we, what, I said, it'd be great if you could explain to me what, what you, why you called me, like what's happening here while I eat and you could eat in between, you know, in between bites. Uh, that way I have the f- food to, to deflect my uncomfortableness and then. We'll establish some rapport, and then we'll move on. And she said, fair enough. Uh, and they said, are you going to, like, how do you eat with a flight suit on? I, I said, how are you going to keep that? Uh, and then the breeze picked up and flapped her uh, scarf behind her. And I said, well, that's eerie a little bit. And she said, I'd rather just uh, eat as well. And I said, okay, well, okay, there goes my big plans. Uh, And so we ate in mostly silence until I said, okay, Scoots, come on, you've been working on your people skills. And I said, "Uh, do you you listen to the podcast? And she held up her hand like that was a question not to be answered. And I said, because I had this episode recently where I was talking about sipping broth. Uh, It was, it's a new invention. Well, it's actually just a repurposing of broth uh, or bu- bu- uh, bu- bouillon, whatever the other one's called, uh, stock. And it w- I guess you could, I guess it would be better as like a pop-up restaurant. Uh, hopefully, if somebody steals the idea, they at least give me a complimentary uh, visit for four, whatever four cents of broth. Uh, but uh, it, it's where you go and you sit and you sip broth, or you know, you could buy it and then heat it up and sip it. Uh, a bit like tea, uh, but not as a soup. Like I said, I think I was thinking instead of cocktail, or you have broth time. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my ideas. Well, what is that? Well, I was just wondering if we we're going to have dessert because uh, they also had an episode, and I was watching her body language the whole time to see if she was a listener or not. Uh, I'll be honest, most listeners sleep through the show, but even then, I like. Uh, Something about her body language uh, told me that she didn't, like, even get that broth talk would be something that would come. I said, oh, yeah, because I said broth talk, the podcast about broth and uh, things interesting to brothers. And she didn't She didn't get that. It was a veiled reference to, you know, podcast about podcasting or screenwriting and things interesting to screenwriters. So I said, okay. And I said, do you know what my favorite broth to sip is? Uh, it's pho or pho or whatever. Uh, and she didn't say anything. So I said, okay, well, uh, I, I, oh, then I started talking about dessert. Sorry, I got mixed up about getting, this is, this is what happened there too. But I said, I think I was thinking about a cooking show where kids cook in the back of a car. Country, I think it was called Country Cooking. But I thought I had thought of a dessert show, too. Uh, but, but I can't remember it right now. 
But I did think of it like the show. They just instead, I guess they could take one of those kids' cooking shows and just take it on the road, and they make the kids cook. Oh, and then my one of my parts of my brain said bad idea, so I didn't do that. Like so, that was never a show. But I thought I had some other ideas. So is is there any dessert? And she said, Yeah, we have ding dongs. And I said, Holy moly! Uh, I said one pack to split one each. She said, Correct. Uh, and I said, fair enough, uh, fair enough. Uh, and we sat and we ate the ding-dongs. And she said, I am here about a podcast intro. I know you were talking about skywriters recently. And I happen to be a skywriter. And I said, oh, boy, uh, synchronicity is uh, more than the title of a police album. And she said, yeah, she goes, uh, she goes, I can't talk about how I got here, how I found you. I said, probably my phone, right? You, you just probably, uh, he said, they, they, they tracks me every, you know, and she said, yeah, more or less. I said, Carol King in uh, my phone. And she said, you know, don't worry about who my, uh, and I said, okay, well, let's get to the gusto then. And now, because I'm hopped up on a little sugar from this ding-dong and the, the tiny bit of caffeine and the chocolate, I said, tell me more. You're a skywriter, and, and she goes, and I'm uh, a, bit, uh, a bit down. And I said, I can't even think of the last time I saw any skywriting. And she said, exactly. And I said, I can remember once upon a time, every four or five years seeing skywriting, at least for a few minutes. Uh, and uh, then and now, uh, no more. And she said, yeah. She goes, the skywriting business has been down for decades. And then she, I, I kind of stopped listening because there was these seagulls. And I, was, I said, they better not come bug me. So I was watching them. But I'm pretty sure if I could recount what she said, she said, you know, my mother was a skywriter. My father was a copywriter. Or maybe something was a typewriter. I don't know. But like, uh, you know, some sort of family history, why she's dedicated to uh, skywriting. And I said, oh, that's great. Uh, I said, can we move to like another? I said, like, uh, while you're telling me this, uh, like, because there's those seagulls over there. I worry about them. I don't have a, I don't have like a flight cap. Uh, and she said, no, 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 I need help. Uh, I'm, I'm a lonely skywriter. I'm a skywriter with nothing to write. Uh, and something about that. And maybe it was that there was a seagull call right at the beginning and right at the end. And she said, I'm a skywriter with nothing to write. And it was, I, I don't know if it was heart wrenching. It was hard awakening, to be honest. I said, okay, well, there's a call to adventure. I don't need Joseph Campbell to freaking tell me that one. And I said, uh, I said I could give you something to write. But then she kind of went into the economics of it. And I said, oh, boy. And I said, here's a question. Why why, like, uh, why you gotta, like, why only going to use white smoke? Uh, how come? I, I said, there was your biggest mistake is... Uh, not uh, whatever they call that when you uh, create, invent, you know, you keep improving. And she she said she was going to interrupt me. I lifted. I said, okay, let me just go on my tirade and I get it off my chest. I said, one, uh, we should have had multicolor skywriting years ago. Two, if it exists, I don't know about it. 
Yeah, just give me a little. I, I said, I said, then you could have put sparkles in there. Then you could have put fireworks in there, or at least like sparklers or sparkly stuff. Uh, I said three. I realize there's some probably some sort of regulations or something. Uh, I said, but I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm here to help. I don't need the whole history of skywriting. Uh, and I said, one more thing. The last few times I have seen skywriting, it is S-T-I-N-K, stunk, with a U. Because it's like uh, something letting out little dots instead of a constant stream. And, and no, like, oh, say, let, oh, let the wind do the work uh, for, for the letters. Uh, wrong. Uh, uh, to me, skywriting is a biplane. Or at least some kind of thing. I, I said, what was up? With the, I said, that was the end. I said that. And she told me the greatest tale of uh, is skywriting. You, you know, she talked about regulation. I was still fixated in the seagulls. So I may have filled in some fiction here. But she said, yeah, that was a, it was a, you know, fix to ruin skywriting. Her father, like, was that the typewriter or the copywriter? You know, with some rivalry. Bought up all sky, you know, kind of like to the same. I think this comes up every like uh, 80 episodes, like the plot of Roger Rabbit, but with sky writing, uh, which I think it was, it was so basically in cover your ears. If, you, if you're a part of any oligopoly or whatever, or aristocrat, what are those called? Aristocracy, whatever, aristocrat. If you're aristocrat or aristocrat, like the billboard barons, they bought up all the sky writing. And uh, they were in cahoots with that, uh, those, uh, those blimps. Because uh, you say, hey, what happened to all the flying of the signs? That barely ever happens anymore. Nothing. I, you know, I need more advertising when I'm outside, uh, like in a park, and especially a slow developing one. So that's what happened with that is that uh, they did that. Then they said, okay, we're going to relaunch the skywriting. This was like 2013 or something with a dot skywriting, uh, which if you've seen it, you, which you probably have, because it's the only sky, unless you live in some sort of uh, area with a bespoke, bespoke skywriter, you know, you've seen it. It's just like a jet flies. And it does the top of all the letters. Like, no, and I said, when did they throw out cursive? That's another big mistake. Uh, and I said, as soon as they lost the romance of skywriting. And she said, well, this is all where I need your help. Uh, and I guess that's when I should have been paying more attention. But I knew this was more of a, like a spiritual quest anyway, because Carol King was involved. Uh, but she wasn't involved on my end, which meant I was on my own. Uh, so I probably should have been listening. But basically, that skywriting was, oh, you know, the, the people said skywriting over it. Uh, and I said, wait a second. I said, you said, hey, podcaster. And now I'm seeing the parallels of podcasting and skywriting. And I said, it's not as big a leap as you might think. Uh, you know, one is like uh, a form of... Uh, uh, more, more or less direct. I said it's strange that skywriting is kind of a direct form of uh, communication. Or uh, I, I said, well, I thought there was a parallel in there. Uh, the parallel between skywriting and podcasting is that, uh, like a lot of millennials and younger people, haven't been exposed, like just like long form audio. 
the radio kind of uh, became just like the same 40 or 50 songs. And people hadn't been exposed unless they really dug deep uh, to, to all these uh, talking people on the radio. Uh, people haven't seen writing in the sky. And, you know, even Rihanna knew to do like diamonds in the sky. Uh, she once sang. I said, you're, you are, I said, we're going to return. I said, we're going to fix this whole thing. And she said, well, my conversation, she said, you know what? I got it. Thanks for lunch. I got it. And I said, no, no, no. My talking always undoes my, uh, whatever authority. He said, don't worry. I'm already coming up with a plan. And she said, what is your plan? And I said, well, it's a slow device. I said, uh, first of all, we got to find some multicolored smoke. And she said, well, there's a regulation. And I said, okay, hold on. Hold on with the regulation stuff. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, we, I said we're, we're going to come over. I said, I just came up with another plan while I was going to tell you my plan. So now we have a two-layered plan. And she said, what is it? And I said, uh, he said, we need some sort of rebel, uh, not you, uh, that we could loop into this. Uh, and she said, I'm a rebel. She said, look at me. And I said, yeah, you do have a bit of Amelia in you. And I said, you're very poised, if you don't mind me saying so. And anyone that would go to a picnic in a flight suit is, uh, I guess that is rebellious in some way. And she said, what are you thinking? I said, well, here's the thing. In order to, I said, in order to save skywriting, just like in all of these tales, so many times, so well-worn the path, you have to be prepared to, to uh, say goodbye to skywriting forever. Just, you know, if they make a movie, it's going to happen too. I said, but first you'll give up your, uh, you know, what, what brought you happiness in your regular life uh, for skywriting. Then skywriting will be your only thing. And then, you, you know, in order to save it, you'll have to give it up. I think that's uh, how it works. But I said, are you willing to do that? And she said, no, you still have to establish some more authority before. I said, okay, fair enough. I said, let's get, I said, let's get to the airport or airfield. And uh, she said, well, we're not ready to fly yet. And I said, okay, I got to I said, I, oh, I said, you know what? Uh, I got a great idea. And she said, what? And I said, today is, uh, I think there's a big, there's this big uh, pitch day. He said, not too far away. It's a big university. Big U, is, you know, they call it, like, not here, but at Cal Berkeley, there's a big pitch day for grants. I read about it in the paper. And she says, what's a paper? And then we both had a laugh. I said, it'd be great if you had, like, a, you know, one of those boat planes. And we could, because they said it were, we were in San Francisco on Marina Green. And I said, it'd be great because we could just, it would take us like literally five minutes to get to Berkeley, where now it's going to take forever. And she said, I'll drive while you fill me in on the plan. I said, no. I said, "Uh, my my style of planning is more show up and and solve everything. And she said, actually, I do have a plane and it is parked nearby. And I said, let's do it. and then we got, and this was my first ride in one of those boat planes or whatever, pontoon plane. And I said, how come you don't name this thing like a boat? Uh, 
I said this pontoon plane, and then she kept telling me the correct, you know, correct name, and they, you know, marine uh, aircraft. Or so I said, boring. I said, is this the same model that uh, Indiana Jones uh, got picked up in? Because it doesn't look the same. Hers was red. And she said, well, what would you call it? Uh, and I said, my first thing would be to call it Red Baron. Uh, but I said, you have to work some sort of uh, aqua thing in there. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I said not aqua velva. Because if it was blue, I'd call it aqua velva. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. That doesn't really make you fly either. I don't know. Red, red, uh, red boat, red, red pontoon. Not good. And uh, we got out, and she actually had to drive it as a boat, so we we couldn't get in the air because some. Uh, she called. I don't know. Forty-one, forty-one breaker, breaker. And I said, "Can you get all the other CB channels in there?" And she said, "Yeah." And I said, so not the FFA, you know, not the ones that are going to, I said, she, she said, yeah, go down to this, this level. And, uh, I said, great. I said, this will save us some time. And I said, breaker, breaker, uh, this is, uh, Red Baron here calling, uh, any, any lonely truckers out there, uh, in the middle of a drive, uh, looking to stretch their legs, uh, looking to help someone. Uh, rekindle their dreams and at the same time, um, you know, say goodbye to their dreams, probably. Uh, and they like, no one, of course, said it, uh, uh, came back. And then I said, uh, break a breaker, uh, one five, quit picking your nose out there, truckers, get your fingers out of your noses, uh, hand, two hands on the wheel, 10 and two. This is Red Baron, and I'm watching out for you. Uh, you know, keep it driving through the night. Big wheels keep on turning. Uh, I'll check in soon. And then she said, what are you doing? I said, well, we need some, we're going to need some help here. And none, none of the truckers seem, I said, we're not really in a good you know, place where there's like a down-home truckers willing to help somebody down on their luck. And she said, I need to know more, more of your uh, plan. And I said, here's the plan. Here's what you need to worry about. Uh, I said, uh, first of all, uh, like uh, parking this boat thing, boat plane. And she said, don't worry. I got uh, at the Berkeley Marina, I got a, like whatever you call that, a, a spot to park. Uh, and she goes, that's where I, uh, she goes, that's where my car's parked anyway. And I said, you have two cars like and uh, two plane spots. Uh, I said, not being a, a skywriter. And she said, well, my dad was, like I said, a copywriter. So uh, uh, she was, I'm, I'm living off his savings right now. And that's part of why my heart needs to soar. And I said, okay, well, we're on, we're on this. Don't worry. Uh, don't you worry one bit. And she parked the uh, plane, old Red Baron, in a spot, uh, whatever those are called. I think they're not locks, uh, but they're called, I think it's called a slip. We slipped right in there. And she said, what's the plan? And I said, here's the plan. He said, I just looked at my phone and the uh, the pitch thing is until tomorrow, which is even better. And I said, you need to come up with a flight plan uh, to be able to fly over the campus of Cal Berkeley. 
uh, tomorrow. And uh, he said, like, like any time between 10 and 2 p.m. And she said, what are we going to do? And I said, we're going to save skywriting as we know it. And we're going to re- reinvigorate or, uh, you know, get you forever banned from skywriting or, uh, you know, to change the world. Like, uh, we're going to do, we're, we got, I got, we're going to enact my plan. And she said it would help if I knew more about it. I said, here's the thing. go. I need you to run off to Safeway and or like an art supply store and get some kind of like food coloring so you can color the smoke. Uh, and she goes, that's not how it works, but I actually have a warehouse at my house, so let's go there. And I said, I got to stay here. Uh, I, I need to see a CB all, all night. Uh, I got to keep an all-night watch. Uh, for truckers and people on the long haul. And she said, what do we need truckers for to save skywriting? And I said, I just haven't had it. I said, I haven't had see. I, I said, I'll figure it out. I, this is a tools that whatever Carol King or whatever, uh, spiritual forces united us. I'm, I'm here to help you save skywriting. You go, uh, figure out what colors you choose the colors of the smoke. Yeah, it definitely put some, uh, smart, whatever those things are called, some glitter in there. Uh, maybe not because then it'll fall and people will complain. Uh, but I said, you know, do, just do your best. I'll be here talking to truckers. Uh, and she headed off. Uh, and I realized uh, how impolite I had been. I hadn't even introduced myself. Uh, I guess when you're questing. And you might be listening and saying, Scoots doesn't know. And believe it or not, I actually have a plan. Yeah, but I guess I got distracted by the CB or the whatever radio now it's set to CB mode. So I hop back on the CD, CB, and I said, break, breaker, one five, uh, this is Red Baron here. Uh, keeping your feet warm throughout the night. Uh, I'm going to be running, running my gums on this channel all night long. Uh, so, uh. Uh, you know, it'll be easy listening all night here. Uh, breaker, breaker, one five. I think I was sick because it's channel 15. And then someone said, heaven's from Murgatroyd, but not in that, like in a much saltier language. Uh, and I said, okay, now I'm definitely staying. And they said, okay, break, break, great news here. I just got a request in, uh, from Murg, like heaven's from Murgatroyd, uh, uh, for me to ramble, uh, and I got a request going out to uh, request to actually everybody here on channel 15. I want to paint you a picture breaker, breaker, uh, uh, over. And, uh, then the one person, they said a couple more things that only encourages me though. And I said, thanks for the encouragement, everybody out there. I never got so many messages back and, uh, I said, uh, hair, you know, I was making stuff up uh, between you and me, just to mess with the other one person on there. I said, big Harry, thanks, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to tell you this story now tonight. Uh, uh, Jane, Alice, uh, thanks for getting back to me. Oh, boy, I'm glad your feet are warm, and this story is going to warm it even more. Carl, yeah, I'm here. Thanks for thanks for uh, so the support. Uh, uh, Lewis, uh, 
and Lorraine, glad that the two of you are sharing a cab this evening, and you're going to be sharing a story with me soon, over. And the same person came back. But then other people said, uh, then it, there was some chatter. And I said, breaking in on that chatter here, breaking in on the chatter, it's the Red Baron. And I want to tell you a story. I want those of you, I, I know that out there on the highways and the byways of the world, behind the big rigs and the little rigs, and maybe even uh, in your garage, listening in at home, you know, wherever the roads may take you, uh, you may remember a time or you may have heard about a time when once there was writers in our sky, maybe you have that one pure memory uh, where the summer breeze was warm uh, the cola was sweet on your tongue. The ice cream was in your hand. And there in the sky was a buzzing, uh, raising and lowering in pitch against the blue and the occasional cloud. It was a plane. And then out of the black, back of the plane came a jet of smoke. And you said to yourself, uh, holy mackerel, and maybe the plane started with a couple test letters. But soon it became clear the plane was writing a message. And depending on the wind and depending on how good the skywriter was and where you had to be, you may have saw if it was a happy birthday message or if it was a shop at Big Al's market message. Uh, but it had you anticipating, it had you watching. And one day, that all disappeared. And as you, behind the big rigs of the world, know, the world isn't as simple as the circles of a wheel, of the highways and the byways, uh, of good folks patting one another on the back and saying, keep it up, uh, uh, keep that big wheel a-turning. Uh, those of you out there know about restrooms that are out of order, metaphorically, in this case, uh, but maybe not even, because I'm wondering, I'm sitting here in my own borrowed big rig right now, wondering uh, where I'm going to have a step and uh, and, uh, and take a deep breath, if you know what I'm saying. But once upon a time, there was writing in the sky, and... Between those good old days and now, uh, the only good thing that's happened in the, to the sky has been Rihanna. And that was just in our ears. Uh, it didn't touch our eyes. Uh, but maybe one day uh, there will be someone. Uh, you could listen to Diamonds in the Sky while someone doesn't uh, just uh, uh, write in the sky. You know, they sculpt in the sky, or they calligraphize the sky. And I know this only works in movies, uh, but, uh, you know, Breaker Breaker, if you, if you can help, if you could spread the word, you know, this is going to be free tomorrow in Berkeley, California. Yeah, there's going to be writing in the sky. And if you go to, the, you know, whatever... Uh, uh, Bowery Hall at uh, 1 p.m. and cheer outside and chant what you see 
and let it affect you. Let the uh, nostalgia impact you and the skywriting impact you. Uh, that'll be a big yes, a big vote for yes for dreams. Uh, breaker, breaker, uh, out. Uh, and then, yeah, then just some people started chattering, and there was some talk about skywriting. The person, the complaining person, was still trying to complain, but they're drowned out. And then there was some confusion over what I was talking about, so then I went back on and tried to re-explain it five different ways. And I said, basically, if you love skywriting, let somebody know or be there yourself uh, at Berkeley's campus, uh, especially in your big rigs, uh, and feel free to park wherever. And uh, but you know, make sure you're there, whatever, uh, wherever Bowery Hall, uh, at the big, uh, the big pitch uh, for uh, whatever. I, I forgot. I didn't have to tell them that. That was just part of my. And then I fell asleep in the uh, cab of the plane. And there was plenty of blankets in there. So I know my friend, she had slept there before. And then the next day she came and she brought coffee. And she she said, you slept here, eh? Like, and I said, yeah, I did. And, he said, How? and she said, I've been up all night. I said, me too, except for the parts where you found me when I was asleep. That part I was asleep for. And she said, how'd it go last night? And I said, we'll see. I said, we'll see if anybody believes in dreams anymore. But if anybody does, it's truckers or, you know, people, amateur CB people. I don't know what kind of, I said, maybe somehow that leaked out. Uh, I said, I, also, I called some of my friends and they taped it and put it on the Internet. So hopefully that happened, too. I believe Cher once said, you know, if you believe in skywriting and love, uh, you'll fill the sky with this is what you're going to do. Then I tried to inspire her, you know, with words so bright. Uh, I really don't think, you know, your writing could ever uh, not be good enough because uh, I believe in writing in the sky. And she kind of looked at me dumbfounded. And I said, by the way, I'm Scoots. Uh, I never caught your name. And she said it was uh, Hannah. And I said, but you like to go by A.E., don't you? And and I, because I, I saw like a monogrammed initials on a leather case, but I didn't say that. And she said, you're, you're wise. And she said, so what's the plan? I said, well, you get up in that. I said, at uh, whatever, 10 o'clock, I said, you get up there in the sky and start writing. And she said, writing what? And I said, well, I've written down some words for you to write. But uh, I said, my handwriting, I said, well, you could always text me too. And she said, what's the plan? I said, the plan is uh, to make skywriting for you sustainable and to reawaken the world's love in skywriting. And I said, that's been the plan all along, hasn't it? And she said, it is. I said, well, take your... Uh, I said, what colors of skywriting do you have? And she said, just you wait. And I said, well, I, I said, actually, I won't be, I'll be in, I said, I'm going to have to, I said, okay, I guess I'll wait. Uh, so she headed, she started, you know, to spin in the propeller or whatever. And I took her car, I headed to campus. And then on the way to campus, luckily there's this costume store, underground, down an alley. Yeah, a costume store where they know me for my other adventures. 
and like sometimes if I have paid off my bills, or they like me. So he showed up. I said, I need a music man costume stat. Uh, and they said, Dick Van Dyke, music man. And I said, I don't know. Was that who played them? Yeah, but the music man rhymes with pool. Uh, in a cane, one of those canes, I may, may be doing some tap dancing, so maybe put some t- tap dancing shoes together. And they said, okay. And they said, you know, you got to sign the waiver that says you didn't rent this from us because the last few times that they could, I said, yeah, give me unlabeled, unmarked, unmarked costume, but for sure, untraceable costumes. That's the only thing I wear. And I was costumed as a music man, which I didn't know. So oh, that needs a reboot to be. But it's just a snazzy outfit. I wasn't actually going as a music person, as a music man. But I liked that whole get-up. It gave me some confidence. And I drove into Berkeley, and there was this big pitch vest going on for grants, uh, Particularly, just just all sorts of grants and those other things like like to do the things when you're a school like thesis, paid theses, and all, I don't know all sorts of different things. And and uh, so I tap my cane. You know, I got on the. It always has a stage that's uh, not usually used except for to start your granting and whatever granting of grants. And I tap my cane. And stood on the stage and waited for attention. I crossed my fingers that uh, the truck drivers everywhere were gathered around the Berkeley campus. Uh, they started swinging my cane. You know, people, when they see that kind of thing, they wonder, uh, okay, is that just a person, like, uh, is that someone I should be making eye contact with or avoiding eye contact with? Or is it uh, some sort of performer? Or is it someone that has to... Uh, Desperately desires attention, and I, you know, via sleep podcast. And so uh, I waited and waited for the anticipation to build a little bit. Uh, and then I made sure the mic was on, and I tapped my cane again. And I point, then I flipped my cane around, and I pointed to the sky, which was the ceiling of this big, uh, giant room, like kind of like a gymnasium, yeah, but it was called a hall. And I said, look at the sky, uh, so empty, without a message, without a meaning, uh, without uh, anything, but, you know, nature's bounty of clouds and weather. The sky has not always been empty, though. And those of you among us that are the most curious, and then I heard somebody, in a, like this woman in a very truckery voice, say, sky riding. And I said, that's right. There's something that's been missing from the sky, riding in the sky. And many of you might be too young to remember the days when it wasn't... Uh, the Greek or Roman gods that were writing in the sky. And it wasn't your imagination projecting onto the clouds. Uh, but there would be a plane across the sky sending a message about a quinceanera or uh, like a car a car sale or some other thing like uh, Happy Fourth of July maybe. And then the world changed, and 
Big business got bigger. And our hearts got a little bit smaller. And the sky remained empty, except for occasional things. Uh, you said, that's not as good as a nostalgia in my heart. Well, I'm here to tell all of you, uh, some of the brightest and most intelligent people in this room, uh, that I'm here with a proposal, uh, with a question, with an inquiry, an inquiry into the human condition in a search for answers of affect and effect, of cause, of pebbles in the water with the ripples of flo- slowly floating away. And uh, I don't know if there's anybody here granting grants for those kind of things, uh, but uh, in my dreams there are. And you might say, what's this? Uh, and, you know, sometimes I can actually hold a room. And then, like, during this time, more and more truckers did start showing up and yelling, encouraging words. So, you know, anybody that's not a fan of truckers, you can take that into your trucker cap and smoke it. And they say, they're mostly yelling stuff about the sky and writing. And I said, I was thinking of a question one time that a student or a a theologian or a philosopher might pose uh, that they might uh, put it into a grant and package it up and find actionable items or whatever it is you look for, deliverables, uh, uh, impacts, uh, and things you could quantify. uh, Because we all know while you could quantify the number of heartbeats in a minute, you can't uh, quantify the beating of a heart. While you could theorize on the weight of a cloud, you can't weigh dreams. And then some trucker said, get on to it. And I said, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, and I said, what if uh, one of these uh, people working on their thesis uh, one of these uh, people thinking about a broad university study. Have you ever asked yourself what would happen uh, to a community if wonderful words appeared in the sky? What would that happen? And then someone said, what would happen? I said, you're right. What would happen? Would that be quantifiable if it said something? And then the truckers, you know, then it was timing was perfect. Uh, and uh, it ran outside, and uh, uh, people started running outside, and then it said, uh, uh, like, uh, the first one said, do you believe in love? Uh, and it was in purple, and it was a question mark. It was written in kind of half cursive, half print. Uh, it took about 18 minutes to, to put that in the sky, and then that dissipated. And then the next one said, good job. And I said, I wonder in Berkeley, maybe we shouldn't have tested this out somewhere other than Berkeley, because they said, maybe there's like a 50-50 split on the impact. And I said, that's still quantifiable, though. I was talking out loud, because all the, uh... and I said, here's the thing. Uh, who is that person writing in the sky? Who is she? Uh, her name is A.E. A.E. Skywriting. 
You could probably find her. I don't know if there's a skywriting forum. And, you know, people were cheering. And they said, you know, uh, it'd be the community you want to see. Uh, something, I don't know. She, she started winging it, like, uh, writing stuff. Uh, you know, it's not easy being green. That was another one that was in green. I liked that one. And then she underlined it. And, uh, eventually like, uh, everybody dissipated and I headed back down to the marina and she returned flush with skywriting. Uh, like a thin layer of uh, sweat on her skin uh, from being in the sky, from writing, from concentrating. And she said, my voicemail is like, uh, she goes, 86 voicemail messages. I said, how many are from the FAA or the other one, the FTC or whatever the heck? Uh, she said, 12. Uh, she said, 18 are from truckers. Uh, ask, you know, uh, like checking my status and she said the rest of them are from uh, uh, researchers uh, wondering and a couple podcasters that don't do sleep podcasts and I said well there you go and she said and then there's more like requests for you know birthday parties and stuff like that she said it's cost prohibitive is the thing and I said not if we get the right grant and they said, well, you're on your path, you're on your way. And I said, I got to be on my way. Uh, but I said, you know, there's a, she said, of course, there's a chance uh, of me letting you sit in the uh, seat, while, like the co-pilot seat while you skywrite. And I said, exactly, that's what I was hoping for. And... Uh, she said, what, she said, what should we write? And I said, East Bay, you got to write hella. Uh, I think that's pretty much what I said, even though it's like six years old too, I said, I think that's what you got to write. And, uh, she did that, uh, and then she listed, you know, Oakland, Berserkly, uh, Emeryville. It was cool. And, and uh, then she started doing curly cues. Then they said, Hey, you got to get it. You know, your, your flight plans, uh, no longer valid. And we landed, and she said, I want you to take the CB. And I said, you can't take the CB from your plane. And she said, well, I, I got She goes, one of the grants already went through. She goes, I'm getting a new plane. She said, uh, like some tech company, you know, one of those tech billionaires already set it up. And I said, wow, holy, wow, wow, woo. And so we parted ways, and then, you know, every— a few nights I would get on that CB and the Red Baron would take to the airwaves, uh, channel 15, maybe, I don't know what channel it was. And, uh, it'd be breaker breaker and out there, uh, to all the truckers, to all my good buddies. I'd now I could say breaker breaker. Good buddy. This is Red Baron. Thanking you uh, for saving sky riding. And for keeping someone's dreams going, good night. I want to thank everybody who supported this show on Patreon. 
Lee, Rebecca, and Jesse with an IE. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Sally, Chris A, and Kim D. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Emily, Terry, and Sebulon. Uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Orion, Warren, and Byron. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Thomas, uh, Corey, and Mary Beth. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Michelle, Wayne, and Cassie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Abby, Janice, and Melanie, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, David, Luke, and Teresa, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Logan, Mary, and Muhan, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Cheryl, Pe- Peggy, and Kathy, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Kimmerine, Mawaya and Tabitha, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Craig, Ashley, and Jennifer, thank you, thanks, and good night. Carly, Zinzi, and Calvin, thank you, thanks, and good night. Alice of Virginia and Bonnie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Andre, uh, Andrea, and uh, Donald, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Julie, Matthew, and Angie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, David, Eric, and J.V. Hampton, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Kurt, uh, Kirsten, and Vic, thank you, thanks, and good night. And Max and Julia, thank you, thanks, thanks everybody for supporting the show on Patreon, and good night.